0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Audience of One podcast, where we live by Colossians three twenty-three. Whatever you do, do it enthusiastically as something done for the Lord and not for men. Here we talk about life, purpose, and growth, and attempt to practically live our lives focused on pleasing our audience of one, which is God. Enjoy the show and be blessed. Hi friends, we are back for another episode of the Audience of One podcast. I don't know if you've seen it on your social media or not, but now that the world is quote unquote, opening back up, I've seen so many social media posts about let me go hit the gym real quick, or let me go and eat some lettuce real quick so I can get my summer body back together because I didn't know summer 2021 was on. Yeah. Those posts are around and they are supposed to make us laugh. But are we laughing though? I don't know about you, but sometimes I look at those memes and they make me feel like, man, I guess I do need to hit the gym a little harder or "Mm, this weight is really not coming off as fast as I thought it would. Our guest today, Rachel Good knows far too well those sentiments. She has been in seasons where she's gained weight. At one point in her life, she's gained over 90 pounds unexpectedly. And then she's been in seasons of her life where she was at the perfect ideal weight that she wanted to be at. I felt that she would be perfect to join us for this conversation today. Not only does she have that personal experience that she brings to the table, but she's also a researcher and her research focuses on non-diet weight management And she looks at eating disorders. She knows what it's like to struggle in the area of weight. And she also knows what it's like to be free from that struggle. My hope is after you listen to this episode, you will feel encouraged, you will feel hopeful, and you will have some practical tips to apply to your eating and your health behaviors immediately at the end of this episode. All right, let's jump in. Hi, Rachel. Welcome to the Audience of One podcast. I'm super excited to have you here. How are you?
1: I'm good, Monique. I'm so glad to be here with you. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Of course. I am super excited to talk about this topic. I think it is very important, especially in our culture, which is so ridden with diet, exercise, and just all of this distortion that we see in the media. So I am already inspired and excited that my audience gets to meet you and just hear a different approach to how we can eat and move our bodies just to feel good, not to meet up to some set standards that someone made up to. to really, I don't know, I feel like all those standards just make us all feel bad, actually. Don't they?
1: I'm, don't they? It's hard. Yeah. I'm it tired. It is so hard.
0: Exactly. So <laughs> tell these wonderful people who you are.
1: Okay, so I am, I'm a couple things, right? I have so many identities. So my day job, I am a researcher at UNC Chapel Hill in the School of Social Work. And my research focuses on non-diet weight management interventions specifically focused on black women because I just feel like we need somebody looking out for us when it comes to our particular challenges with eating and weight and so and I also look at eating disorders and how because they're very related they go together and so so in my day job then in my other areas of my life, I am a wife, a mother of two. I I think most important to this conversation, I am a person who knows intimately what it feels like to carry more weight than you want and to feel stuck and to feel like there's no hope and I'm not going to be able to get this weight off and to go from diet to diet to diet and fail at the diet and gain all the weight back and feel hopeless again and just be desperate. You know, I know what it feels like to be in that place. And I also though know what it feels like to be free, to feel like I can breathe again, to not think about my weight all the time, to not look in mirrors every time you pass them and just check your, your reflection, you know, like to always think like, am I too fat for this? Or, you know, these thoughts that just incessantly just just plague your mind. I know what it's like to not have those in my mind. And it's funny because I've been seasons where I have been my ideal weight. I had about eh, five to 10 years where I weighed exactly what I wanted to weigh. And I only, and I remember in that season, I used to think, oh, I've, I've arrived. The answer to my problems is here. I'm thin. Like what else could you want? Like I did it. I've arrived. And so As I find God does, he switched things up. And so I gained way more weight, probably about, honestly, 90 pounds over what I was in that moment. But through that journey, I felt like he finally said, well, now you really get to be free. You were free before, Mm -hmm. but now I'm going to show you how to really be free. And so I'm excited to be here With your listeners, and to be able to share, you know, some of the lessons I've learned and how I can encourage and help anybody else on their journey.
0: Wow. So, Rachel, thank you so much for sharing that with us. And I definitely want us to unpack that a little more on how, after you gained the 90 pounds, you felt that God was saying, hey, you can be free now. And I feel that that goes into our second question, which is, it seems that you have a different approach to this fitness, weight loss, movement, eating um, field. So please share a little bit about what your revelation has been around this topic.
1: Yeah, Monique, I feel like it's been such a journey. And so I think I'm definitely I know, I finally I feel like I stumbled upon it, right? Um When I started the journey, I think I started like everyone else. You wake up and you realize, I got to get some of this weight off, you know? And so you do what you feel like is the best thing to do to get it off, right? Your first step, I think, is a diet. You think that's going to be the answer. And so, and it was for a little bit. As long as I did the diet, I was good. But that's the thing. You can't do it for so long. And I just remember always feeling like, oh. I'm like a slave to this diet, you know, like I wasn't free, I might have been losing weight, but I knew the minute I stopped doing whatever the diet told me, I would gain it all back. And I could never sustain it for that long. And so I remember, I was just frustrated with the back and forth. I just in my heart, I just when I started the journey, I just wanted to be thin. I said, I remember my sister and I, we'd be like, we were size 14. Like we could just do a 14. That's all we want just to be, yeah. a 14. <laughs> you know? Um, and I remember we went to Lane Bryan and we were, um, you know, just enjoying that store. But I really just wanted to wear normal size clothes. I wanted to go to any store and be able to find something on the rack and put it on. That was like my dream. I didn't have to be the smallest size in the store, but could I just get in the store? And so once I... um. So I finally, I started asking God, actually, you know, I started talking to him about my weight, not real seriously, but I said, you know what, help, <laughs> you know, help me, Lord, help me. And he would talk to me and he would say a couple of things. And honestly, when he would reveal what I heard, I honestly didn't really take it seriously um, when he first started talking to me. And so when I asked God for help, the first thing he told me, he said, Rachel, you need to learn how to eat when you are hungry and stop when you have had enough. Now, to anybody who is struggling with their weight, that advice, I think, sounds kind of like, thanks. Thanks for the help. Like, right? <laughs> that's really going to do something. And that's how I felt. And so I honestly didn't listen to it. And I just discarded it. And so I went on and did my diet plan that I was convinced was going to work. And I kept doing that for a couple of years. But finally, I think I got desperate enough where I said, OK, <laughs> this is not working. And I don't want to be doing this for the rest of my life. And so I finally said, okay, God, I'm gonna listen. You know, and I was in my social work MSW program at the time and I was just seeing other people come from things that were really hard, you know, and they were overcoming these things, dealing with sexual abuse, like, you know, just turn overcoming it. And I thought, now they can overcome that. I can overcome this. And me and God, we're going to do this. So I finally said, let me just start listening. And I started praying. And I had an accountability partner who would pray with me and just invite God on my process. That was a different approach, just that. Because typically, I'd had i I'd be like, God, this is my um, plan. And I'd write down my plan. And then I'd say, you know, help. And then I'd go on. But instead... I felt like we made the plan together. And so I started off with just doing what he told me to do at first, just listening to what he told me to do. And so, so yeah, with my prayer partner, we prayed and I started trying to listen, you know, and started trying to walk the journey out of including God in the process and taking his advice. And so it was definitely hard at first, but I remember just asking him to help me get it, and so, so I think he let me get a couple pounds off at the beginning, and then I came, you know, I kind of struggled. He's like, "Are you going to really listen, Rach? Are you going to really take me at my word?" And so I said, "Okay, Lord." I felt like I was jumping off a cliff because again, no one around me was talking about eating when you're hungry, stop when you had enough, that was, I didn't hear anybody saying that, and so, um, and I really just felt like I was on my own, it was just me and God, and so, but I said, you know what, I, if, I know what happens if I do it my way, so I might as well try this, so I did, and Monique, Chad, won't you know, the way it started coming off, and I remember when it started coming off, I felt like I was just overwhelmed, you know, with, amazement. I think at first I was amazed and I was also, you know, working out. So I, me and my partner, we would take, we would walk, you know, again, I wasn't hardcore going to the gym. I mean, maybe three times a week I would work out and I would also try to eat what I wanted. Now that was the thing that I thought was strange, but I did. I just said, you know what, God, I don't have a lot of money in this season. So whatever I have in my house, I'm going to eat what I need. And then I'm going to leave. I'm going to throw the rest out. I'm not going to overeat. And I'm going to ask you to help me. And every day I felt like I would take a step and God would take a step toward me. And so in my head, I think at first I thought, how am I going to do this? But in God's mm-hmm. mind, he was like, if, she, if I can just get this child to walk, I will help her the rest of the way, right? Isn't that what you do as a parent? That's
0: a word. That's you a know, word.
1: like if you could just start walking, you don't even have to take the whole journey. I will come and get you. And I literally felt like some days that's exactly what he would do. He would just come and get me. And so I was making more progress than I even imagined I would, because I feel like God was really doing most of it. You know, all I had to do, I had to believe that was the hardest part is to believe what he said. And so finally I started to believe and I lost the weight. And so I lost, I think in total, I lost like 70 pounds. Um, Just listening to what, eating hungry, stop when I'm full. And including God in this process, I was praying. I was asking God to help me regularly. And I was working out. Didn't really change what I was eating. So that much. But just that first step was major for me to really just kind of get that step. And so I felt like God said, "Okay, this is the first part for you, Rachel. And so for many years, that's kind of where I was. And I was just like, "Okay, I knew what to do. And then I would get a little rebellious. I'm like, well, you know what? I don't feel like doing that anymore. I want to eat what I want to eat and how much I want to eat. And then I gained, I gained the weight back. So for many years, I kind of gained 20 pounds and then I'd be obedient again. And God would be like, okay, I'm gonna help her out. But then girl, I started getting injuries. And you know, when you get an injury and you, you are sidelined and I couldn't Mm -hmm. work out. And I felt like God was just being like, Rachel, are you really going to play with me? You know, like your plan, you are trying to basically have your cake and eat it too. Like you're trying to do both. I need you to do what I told you to do and commit to it and decide and be in agreement about some things that I don't think I was in agreement about. Like, I know the Bible will say things about eating too much, you know, and, and has scriptures about, what is it, gluttony? That word is just like you know, no, we don't like to use that word. That sounds like a mean word.
0: Exactly.
1: (laughs) And I didn't think when I think of gluttonous, I think, you know, like five pizzas, you know, cakes and cookies, not me, you know, but I think God was just starting to show me some things that were keeping me in chains. And he was like, you know what, you got to see it my way. And I'm trying to help you do what you want to do. And you got to see it my way. And so I eventually started listening uh, some more. You know, there's several places where I felt like I had to listen to God and agree and give him my opinion. But one thing I struggled with for even when I was thin was really practicing my health behaviors, like really doing it. Like, so what would happen is I lose the weight and then I would just keep enough, keep it off. So I would do enough just to keep it off. So I really wasn't trying to work out after I I got thin. I really wasn't trying to work out that much. I just was trying to keep it off. So that means you might see me at the gym once a week. Maybe that, you know, as long as I knew how to get on the scale and monitor my weight. And as long as the weight didn't go up, I had like a five pound range. I was cool. So I was eating whatever I wanted to eat. Um, not, not overeating. I was being obedient. I did not overeat, but I wasn't really trying to be healthy. And I wasn't trying to, and I knew I needed to work out. We all know, but I didn't want to, because I was like, well, I don't have to, all I got to do is just eat when I'm hungry, stop when I'm full. And, And I felt like God, he wasn't really pleased with that. And he, and I think he wanted more from me and he wanted more for me. And so I started gaining weight again. And I didn't know why. And I didn't, and everything I he had told me wasn't working. So this was probably about seven, eight years into the journey. Um everything that was working, it stopped working. It's like God was like, okay, you need to do something different. And I had to re I had to go dig a little deeper. And so I think um, I celebrate in 2020. Um, I finally, you know, I had a couple babies in the meantime. Babies are a great way to gain weight. <laughs> had a couple babies, and I felt like I learned. I finally, this year, have finally gotten to the place where I've really realized me working out, me eating right, really isn't about my weight. It really isn't about that. If I'm going to really be free, I'm going to have to just do it because I know, A, it's honoring to God, it's honor. He gave me this body that works. I have a body. I can walk around the neighborhood. I can run if I even want to. I can go and buy groceries, whatever I need to get, the food I need to get my family wants to eat. We can do that. Why wasn't I trying to do my best to take care of what God had given me? And for many years, I didn't see it that way. It just didn't hit on that level. But I felt like through all these attempts, I finally was able to realize, wow, I mean, the least I could do with how good God has been to me, because I didn't deserve any of it. The least I could do was just maybe honor him, giving him some honor with my health behaviors. And so I think for me, at first in the journey, it was about being thin, but I feel like now that, so now I'm probably 30, 40 pounds over where I was when I was my thinnest. And now, if you would have told me that when I was, My fitness chat, I would have been depressed, you know, just that thought. But I don't feel that way now. I feel so now I work out probably about four to five days a week and I eat the things I should be eating about 80 to 90% of the time. And I'm fine. It's okay with me, you know, and I still enjoy things I really like, but I recognize now I do it because I'm just grateful. Like, God, you you deserve this. And if I lose weight or not, of course, I want to lose some more weight, but I feel like it's just my worship. And I think it's just taken me so long to get to that place. I feel like God has really just taken me, it's just taken me a long time to mature to that place because before it was always about the weight, but that leaves it, it's a shallow pursuit. Because once your weight gets to where you want it, then the the behaviors are gonna fall off a little bit. And because that was never really about really being healthy, child. It was just about me being thin. And that's a very limited. Because honestly, as women, many of us are gonna have limited seasons where we're gonna be the size we want to be. Our weight is going to change. We're gonna get, we're gonna have babies. We're gonna get older. Our metabolism is gonna slow down. So that weight to kind of pin your hopes on a weight. Is, is kind of very um, futile, because it's going to shift. It's supposed to shift, because your body needs different things in different seasons. And you'll be, you know, spinning your wheels, trying to control something that probably really isn't as much in your control as you think it is, um, and so I think God had just to show me how oh, you have to switch your focus, Rachel, you have to switch your focus and you have to focus on the thing you can control. And what you can control is what you choose to give me every day, you know, and, and let that be what it is and go on. And so it's, it's interesting to get to this place because I finally feel like, you know, Monique, that I'm at the place God wanted me at the whole time. And it's not about my, you know, the size was isn't really as much a part of it, but I'm really just kind of walking into the season where I feel like, let's just do the right thing. Maybe you're mature enough now, just do right. And not because you want to be thin, but because God deserves it. And through that, I feel like I'm finally understanding a little bit more about what freedom means. So it's a really cool season.
0: I know you're enjoying this episode, but I want to take a quick pause to let you know how you can support the show. Did you know the audience of one has its very own Patreon account? Patreon is a community where listeners like you can support podcasters like me. By becoming a friend of the show, your monthly contribution will allow me to focus on providing great content and outsource other parts of the podcast. Click on the link in the show notes And head over to patreon.com to support our show. For as little as $3, you will give me the opportunity to fund the show and bring you more of what you love. Looking forward to your support and thank you for listening. Now, back to the show. I love all of this. And it, it really is just like music to my ears because that revelation is so deep. And it's also... Something that you know, how you know when your spirit just needs to hear something, it's kind of like that. And it also feels odd because it's not talked about at all, like you never hear anything like this. I'm wondering, how did you get to the place where your reward, I guess, for participating in your healthy behaviors? You know, eating when you're full and stopping when you're, um, or eating when you're hungry and stopping when you're full and moving your body. How did you get to the place where I'm doing this for God is good enough as a reward versus the number on the scale? Cause I, I feel like that's a, it's an awesome thing in theory, but I'm thinking about someone who might want to start this journey. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, what are you actually hanging on to? Like, what is going to be the motivation or the why in this journey if it's not the skill?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question, Monique. I think one uh, one thing I love about God is he just wants to have a relationship with us. And so I think whenever, if anyone is wanting to start this journey, the first thing they need to do is just connect with God and ask him for help. What should I do to start my journey of I'm tired of being X amount of weight. I'm tired of dealing with this. I'm tired of being burdened by this. I need help. I want you to help me. Show me what to do. And I'm telling you, he will show you what to do. You will meet someone. You will hear something. You know, you you keep praying. He does not want you to be burdened by whatever you're being burdened by. He does not want that. He wants to help you. And so the first step, I think, is to listen. And so at first, God wasn't telling me all this because I would have been like, I'm out, I'm out. I'm not doing that, God. I'm trying to get this weight off. I'm trying to be cute. You know, I was 22 at the time. I was really trying to be, when you're 20s, cuteness is just the top of the list. It's all about looking good. And that's all I really wanted. And I think he was just like, okay, she's here. Let's start here. Because if he would have hit me with the health behaviors, I would have been out, you know. (laughs) But that's what I think I love about God. He meets us where we're at and he helps us to grow. And so I didn't have to be. So you don't have to be anywhere. And so now, if I'm being truly honest, I feel like I still care about my weight. But I find myself, like I still, you know, want to lose weight. But I find myself more at peace in a way that I haven't been before, you know, and I will say it likely also has something to do that I've already lost a good bit of the weight. So at my highest, I was almost 300 pounds. And so I've lost like, you know, nearly, I probably have about 20 more pounds to lose to get me back to maybe a range that, that would be, You know, you start getting to a place where it's like, oh, it would be nice to be here. It's one of those, like, now I feel like I am able to move and able to do everything I want to do, and I felt like I wanted to be a a weight where when people saw me, they did not see the weight first, and I felt like I've been sizes before where that greeted you at the door, And I didn't want, that's, I think what I really didn't want um, is to be everyone to know my struggle was with food. (laughs) When they saw me, I just didn't want that to be my introduction. I wanted you to get to know Rachel and get to know me. And so I don't, so I, what, what I say I've arrived emotionally to say, I don't care about my weight. I wouldn't say that, but I would say I have arrived to the place where behaviorally I know no matter what happens with that scale, I need to get my behind up and go take a walk because God deserves it. And I need to eat right again because he deserves it. And I felt like I know who's the source, (laughs) who's really gonna make a difference, you know, who's really gonna make the, and and he's gonna be the one who's gonna reward me at the end. And so, and he'll determine what that reward is. And so, and part of the journey, is it losing pounds? Of course, you know, cause he knows that matters to his daughter, right? But I think other part of the journey is he's allowing me to be more and more at peace with just who I am and who he's made me to be and not be so caught up in some of the trappings of what the world just tells us we have to be caught up in. And I feel like I've been able to finally rest. Like the thoughts aren't in my mind Even though, and that's the thing, even though I'm bigger than I was when I was in my 20s, I do not have those thoughts like, oh, you're so fat. Oh, you know, like those mean, evil thoughts that come in your mind. I don't have any of those. I don't feel tortured. I don't think about my weight all the time. Like, and I remember seasons where that's all I thought about. I don't think about, I think about what I'm supposed to be thinking about. You know, like life, being a mom, work you know, other projects, things I'm trying to build, um, things I'm trying to do. And that's what it's supposed to be like. It's not supposed to be in your mind all the time. And so I find the more I continue to practice the things that I know keep me free, not overeating, working out regularly, picking healthy options most of the time, you know, turning to God instead of running to food. If I have a problem, hello. I mean, those are the things I've learned along the way that keep me free. And as long as I do those things, I feel good about myself. You know, I don't, and I don't need to be that size. I don't need to be what I was when I was in my 20s. It's okay. Like, I don't know. I just feel like I've come, I've realized I'm Rachel and most people don't care (laughs) if I'm 20 pounds lighter. It's for me. I'm the one who, they just want me to be happy. And And I just want to be, and I feel like I'm, I'm coming into just realizing what God made me to be and the things that I really need to be worried about and am able to be free enough to focus on those things.
0: Mm, 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 mm. All that wisdom. I love that. Rachel, I would love for you to speak to the woman who here is hearing you. They believe what you're saying. They think this is great then they're going to turn off this podcast and go upstairs and get on their scale and maybe see a number that they never imagined being at. Mm -hmm. How, how do they go from that shock or just disappointment in that moment to even get into the place where they can ask God for support on this Mm -hmm. journey? Or maybe they could be like me. I know whenever you and I first connected around this topic, I really had never invited God on a, a weight loss journey or, you know, a eating journey. Cause I was like, that's not important to God, you know? So maybe there's a woman who's like, okay, I feel really discouraged about this number. And I don't really feel like God cares about my scale. So yeah. just what, what are some... Just simple, maybe a uh, practical thing or two that you can share with that woman.
1: Yeah, yeah. so I would say when you see that, that number, says do not ha- take your moment. take your moment and feel whatever you need to feel. You have every right to let it just wash over you. I know you might be feeling upset with yourself, you know, you might be scared, you may be hopeless, you might feel hopeless. Um, and you also might feel like you want to put the scale away and never look at it again. And I would encourage you to not do that and see this as the beginning of your personal journey and one where you need truth tellers in your life. And freedom, truth. We need the truth will set you free. And that's one thing the scale has never lied, unless, you know, there's fuck shit. It tells me the truth. Every time I step on it and I don't want to hear the truth every time I I wanted to lie most of the time, (laughs) but it doesn't really ever lie. It tells me what I've been eating and the outcome of my choices. And honestly, I have found that at first it hurt my feelings so bad, so bad to see it. But the more I I availed myself to the truth, the more control I had over my ability to make some new decisions. And so I call it keeping short accounts. Like just this weekend, I was having I was I, I, I always say the word shenanigans, you know, I was engaging in some eating behaviors that Honestly, should have been limited in nature, you know, like I love pizza, I love dessert had them both, you know, the same weekend, these are things that I'm not supposed to be doing like regularly, because I know what happens when I do these things, but I was like, yeah, I just feel like doing this. And so but I got on the scale. And of course, the scale told me, you were engaging in shenanigans over this weekend, you were having some fun. And but it was but i had gotten on the scale maybe 3 days before before that so i had only 3 days of behaviors to quickly make a shift and get back on track versus months years so we're talking about 1 1 to 2 pounds of things to take care of versus 10 20 you know 1 to 2 pounds honestly, that's just a couple changes for a couple days and you'll be back where you need to be short accounts, you know? And so I incur, I honestly think the scale is a critical piece of the journey because you need truth tellers in your life. Your friends don't tell you the truth always. You don't always tell them the truth. Uh, your pants may not tell you the truth to about 10 pounds. Yeah. You, you think you, you can judge how they feel, but the scale, talks to you every day. And so I just find it helpful to have that as part of the journey. And to then to use, but, but I don't worship at the scale, okay? Because it, it, But it's accountability. And there's a difference between being accountable for my behaviors and knowing who my source is. So just for example, this morning when I was like, okay, I'm trying to make some changes, trying to get back on the scale, uh, trying to get back where I want to be, and I said, you know what? I, I wanted to step on the scale again, but I said, no, 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 no. You already got what you needed to. It told you the truth yesterday. You don't need to be on it every day. You know what you need to do. Ask God to help you and live out and focus on your health behaviors and go on with your day. You know. And so I, I had to focus because I, I, I just wanted to still wanted to just say what I wanted to say. You know. And I'm like, well, maybe if I do this, it'll do the right thing. No. Do your health, offer your worship, offer the best health behaviors, you know, you need to do, you know, and focus on the part you can control and go on and worship who needs to be worshiped. And and the scale don't need to see you that much, you know, and it doesn't have any power. It doesn't have any power. And I think the times when I get on it and I'm like, oh, I'm a little discouraged I remind myself, you got to praise. I have to thank God for what I I just immediately turn around and say, you know what? Thank you, God, for giving me a tool that can help me make a different choice, to give me some wisdom, to give me some knowledge. And I I have found the times when the scale says something I don't want to see, if I respond with humility and worship, it usually ends up setting me up to further my goals to really help me and isn't that how God's truth is when we listen to his discipline it's painful for a season in that moment but if we listen then we can go and you know and I'm paraphrasing greatly but if we listen it really you know produce a harvest of righteousness and so I found the same way it's like a little discipline check like have you been doing what you're supposed to do no (laughs) You know, and if I listen and be like, okay, I need to go back and do what I need to do. Everything is fine, you know, um, but to really see it as accountability. I hope that's making sense. But yeah. yeah, to see it in that way.
0: I love this. And Rachel, you already know it, but this definitely is your lane of ministry because you are up here ministering on this podcast. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm glad to be here, girl. I could talk <laughs> about this all day. Oh,
0: So thank you so much for sharing all of that wisdom and that practical advice. Everything was just so helpful and so refreshing. Like most times you hear things about diet and and working out and it's so restrictive and it's so just like boom, 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 like pretty harsh. But this was just like peaceful, just washing over you with love and care and concern. So I really appreciate this. And I know the listeners will as well. We love to end every show here with an affirmation and a scripture of the day. So please share with our listeners what you have for us.
1: Yeah. So one of my favorite affirmations that I think I created early in the journey, God dropped in my spirit, is his mercies are new at every meal. Um, and that would encourage me because sometimes you have a bad day. It's just, it's just a bad day. And I think you want to say, forget it. I quit. And just throw everything to the wind and just give up. But you will definitely fail if you do that. But you have to trust God is He's there waiting for you at the next meal to give you strength and to turn it around. At your very next meal, you can turn it around. And so that has encouraged me over the years just to kind of have a next meal mentality, like, okay, this one didn't go so well, but guess what? I get another one, you know, and I'm going to start off good, and I'm going to end on a good note. I'm going to make sure I don't go over, or I'm going to make sure I'm hungry when I'm eating, or pick a a different choice, and thank God for a new day, a new opportunity to try again, Um, and so that's always, I hope it encouraged someone who's listening. Um, So my verse is Galatians 5, 1, it says, so Christ has truly set us free. Now, make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. And, you know, when I think about law in this, I think a law is a diet. (laughs) A diet telling you this this is good food, this is bad food, you can only eat this, can't eat this anymore, you can't eat that. And I'm reminded Christ came to set me free, right? And so um, the opposite of a diet, I think, is a disciplined heart, you know, and to know in maturity what you need to eat, you know, and the things that you know, and deal with that part of you is like, I don't want to eat that. I want to eat what I want to eat. And do No, no, like you got to, that's the part of you that needs to go somewhere else. You, that's not going to help you to be like, you know what? why am I not eating the things I need to eat and expecting it to go well? (laughs) Like being mad when it doesn't. No, no, you need to, why am I not doing right? Why am I not exercising? Why am I not eating what I'm supposed to do? God gave me the power to do it and the resources. There's no excuse. Just do right. And so, and just kind of focusing on that and not, so not really just doing right you know and watching god continue to bless me with freedom you know as long as i continue to honor him so
0: Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) i don't even have anything else to say evangelist pastor uh dr rachel good (laughs) (laughs) that is just that's so good that's just so good so encouraging oh my goodness All right. Well, I know that this will be a podcast favorite It's definitely already my favorite and we haven't even finished the bells and whistles on it. This is just good to hear. And it's good to just save on a rainy day when we get down in a rut and we forget the purpose of this and why, you know, God might be taking us through a particular season. And I love what you were saying. You said grace is new every meal
1: are new every mercies meal new.
0: every meal i love that that's so so beautiful
1: yeah <laughs> all well, right for the listeners so if you want to hear i i have blogged about my journey at freedomchaser.org and so it has a lot in there from i've been journeying since, since 2011 so the ups and the downs and all the lessons are in there so if anybody needs some extra encouragement stop on by
0: Perfect. And I'll make sure I put that in the show notes for you all to find that quickly. And Rachel, where else can people connect with you if they just want to follow your work and um, learn a little bit more about you?
1: Sure. So I'm at Twitter at Dr. Rachel Good.
0: Boom. Put some respect on her name, doctor. Okay. All right. I'm going to pray out. Dear Lord, thank you so much for. Rachel coming on and sharing with us so much wisdom and so much grace in the message of how we can eat and move our bodies to glorify you. God, I thank you so much that this episode will give hope and encouragement to the listeners and that they'll be able to take this and practically apply to their lives and see change moving forward god i pray that rachel is blessed with more opportunities so she can transform this diet culture and so that everyone ultimately learns to serve and worship you through their eating and movement and not to worship the scale in jesus name amen
1: amen amen
0: rachel this is awesome thank you so much (laughs) I'm sure
1: this is fun.
0: (laughs) After I receive feedback from the episode, people might want to encore about something else. So I'll keep you posted. Look, I'll
1: be honored. I'll be honored, Monique. It's so fun.
0: Yay. Well, of course, thank you so much. And I hope you have a good rest of your day.
1: Thank you, lady.
0: I hope you loved this week's episode of the Audience of One podcast. Please subscribe to our show and leave us a five-star rating. I would also love if you would share a screenshot of this week's episode on your social media feed so other people can find the show. Until next time, remember, you're doing what you're doing to please God and God only. He's your Audience of One. Bye.